told you I was going to do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Leica Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today's guest is Ben Stanton. So once again, thank you for taking the time out and being a guest on the podcast. Uh, I know we had this scheduled for quite some time, and I'm actually really excited to have you on. So looking forward to recording, learning more about you, and hearing what you got to say. So please introduce yourself, where you're from, where you've been, what you do, anything you like the world to know. Hey, hey, hey. Um, well, look, first of all, thank you for, uh, thank you for having me. Um, my name is, is Ben, uh, Ben Greenslade Stanton, and I'm from Sydney, Australia. That's where I'm from. Well, it's where I'm recording from with you right at the moment. Um, born and grew up here. Uh, but I was based in London for about 15 or so years between uh, 2004 uh, right up till about 2018. Um, and then I returned back down here to, to Sydney. Um, and, you know, timing timing was interesting. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I'm... I'm a bit of a jack of all trades and potential master of none. So I'm I'm a musician, an educator, uh, photographer, artist. Um, you know, I at the moment I'm um, full time in educational uh, in education role, um, and you know, as as you find with with lots of lots of creative folks, we often um, burning multiple candles. And have a few different, um, <laughs> few different tools in our um, in our tool bag. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, there you go. Thank you. And again, I'll just say it again. Thanks for having me on on here. Oh no, thank you. Uh, so I have to start off by asking, um, what took you to London? Because I absolutely absolutely love London. I've lived in uh, a small little town north of London, and I would go to London as much as I can. I just I absolutely loved it. Great town or city where I, they say London town, but to me it's a city because it's so large. But a great place overall, mm-hmm. and one Absolutely. of the best places to shoot photography. So yeah, what took you to London? Well, um, my my heritage basically my uh, my parents, my grandparents, my entire family uh, are British. Um, just me and my sister were, were born here in Australia after my uh, my parents emigrated, and. Um, Basically, as a as a musician, my my grandfather was a big influence in my life, and certainly uh, an, an important musician, arranger, conductor um, for many many years. And um, so, his guidance um, he unfortunately uh, passed away, and the rest of my family here were um, moving back to back to London. And basically, I chose to to go with them, and um, yeah, jumped in, and just took me there to kind of, you know, I was always planning to move from Sydney to either London or or America, mm-hmm. um, you know, and yeah, just opportunity hit. I jumped in, and that's where where it landed, and I managed to have a relatively successful um, career in, in, in music. You know, I, I moved when I was only uh, 21, 22, 
early 20s. So, um, so yeah, it, it really was uh, an important important time of, of my life um, and certainly very grateful for the experiences I had over there. Okay. Uh, were you in London in the years of 2016 through 2019? Uh, yes and no. So um, <laughs> by by that stage, I'd actually moved outside of London to the, the west to to um, uh, a village just outside of Reading. Okay. <laughs> no, a bit further west, outside the M25. So so close to close to Reading, um, or as uh, you know, uh, the joy of the English language. Um, when when I first got there. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to Reading. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they pronounce it Reading. So, um, and uh, I was based out there. I had a educational music um, music post as an educational uh, teacher um, out in a private school out there. And um, and I would commute back and forth for, for gigs and recording sessions and, and music and whatnot and traveling throughout Europe. Um, by 2016, though, I'd um, I started to move back into more more performing um, and dedicating more more time towards uh, live performance. Um, and then 2017, I joined um, a band and and went went touring, gigging. That was my full time thing. So I. Whilst I was based in in London, um, I wasn't there often, um, and I got to travel the world playing some music that I liked with um, a good group of folks and seeing all different parts of the world, which was awesome. So I know through our little brief uh, message exchanges, you, you you told me you were a musician, and I was going to ask you what come f- mm-hmm. what comes first, music or photography, but that kind of answered it. So musician first, and then well, photographer. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one though, because I mean, I think um, I, I I think. Personally, you asked me that question right now, and I'd, I'd probably say it's an even keel. If if not, maybe uh, photography has sort of bumped the passion stakes a little bit higher at the moment. Okay. Um, but I, I think reverting back to my my little quip about um, tools in my in my bag, I think um, I think I. I, I just like the creative aspects of, of whatever I'm doing, um, and you know, whilst I was I was trained in, in music, I studied music uh, straight out of high school. Music has always been my focus. I've always had this these other interests in in kind of graphic design, architecture, technical drawing, um, photography, of course. Um, so I think it's just been one of those. Balances when I've as I've grown and my journeys kind of evolved into just different parts of time. So at the moment, cameras in my hand probably more often than um, than my musical instrument. Certainly in in COVID COVID times, and a lot easier <laughs> to carry. Um, well, well, 
Yeah, that's right. And and you know, I'm a I'm a primarily a brass player. So I play trumpet, trombone, uh, tuba, things like that, um, a, a bunch of other things. But um, certainly here in here in Australia, those instruments in in my educational realm, those instruments have been very difficult to play because of um, they are wind instruments. So know <laughs> you know, things are you're just a creative person overall. I guess so. Yeah, in in a in a sense, yeah. And you know, from the music point of view, I I, I come more from the jazz and, and popular music area. So um, so um, like, there's a real kind of. I, I guess I, I made some notes here. You know, oh, not lying. I made some notes on your notes that you sent me. So, um, but you know, improvisation is is probably a a, a bit of a key key concept for me with whatever I do. I got you. I, I'm not going to lie. I try not to look at them. I, I try to keep the conversations a little not as natural or as natural as possible. Uh, but they help. And there's some really good questions I feel on there, which we'll get to later. Uh, but we'll start Absolutely. off with, with the first one. Um, we got a, a nice, long, rich, rich history of your musical background. Uh, but when did you start mm-hmm. making photos and when did you first discover street photography? So, so look, I, I think <laughs> as far as taking being serious in, in my photography and, and, and having a strong focus there, um, I'd probably say only in the last couple of years where it's, it's been of a, a focus and a, a specific tool that I'm picking up, one of my creative tools. Um, when did I start um, taking photos? You know, like like most of us, you know, when we're growing up of, of a certain age anyway, you know, um, I'm not young enough to bypass having um, film cameras, you know, point and shoots and stuff in the, in the family. Um, and, and I also think that uh, sorry, I'm kind of morphing into where the influences come from, but no worries. Just go um, into it. We like to hear. I, I, I think. Um, I, I think. Yeah, it's it's been it's it's been a part of my life for a long time. Um, but as far as just bringing that focus into into what I'm doing right now, um, it's certainly been the last couple of years. I'd say. Um, and, and certainly the influence of my, my wife, who is a fantastic photographer as well. Um, Does she use like uh, She doesn't actually. Oh. Um, not <laughs> I'll get her not, as a guest. Not for, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, not for <laughs> not for any uh, any specific reason. Not anti, um, but um, but yeah, that the like has been my kind of my kind of thing. But she did give me. Actually, I'll just pull it down from the shelf here. She gave me uh, this lovely A one, yeah. you know, um, which was was probably the the catalyst for me mm-hmm. getting back into it a bit more seriously and, and, and focused there. The A one was actually my first film camera. Uh, I found it. I, uh, again, I live in in Japan, and I would visit Tokyo often. And this was a few years ago before hipsters made film photography cool, where uh, those 
pretty much those cameras were like five dollars, five US dollars. They're, they were really cheap. Uh, right. I could go into like um, they call them recycle shops, and they're just pretty much thrift thrift stores. And they had like mm-hmm. rows and rows and rows. I took some pictures. I still have them. It was some of my favorite photos to look at just to see how things were in the past. And it, like you, you would go there and you would just spend. Well, at least for me, uh, I I spent hours just looking through these bargain finds, trying to find like the perfect condition. And there's a lot of really good condition cameras out there. And uh, I think I picked up three cameras and like six lenses for $15. It, it was really insane. Now, wow. uh, a few months ago, I went to go visit my daughter in Tokyo and that same Canon AE-1 now in the condition uh, similar mm-hmm. to what I bought it in is close to $300. So uh, yeah, thanks YouTube for that. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, film photography, I, I really enjoy it now. Uh, I'm kind of considering shooting film dedicated now for a simple fact that my second hard drive crashed and I'm trying to recover all the photos. Uh, and it sucks. Oh man. Um, yes, it, it really does. At least yes. with film, I hate the development process, but there's people that do it for me. So, uh, yeah. I well, love- absolutely, man. And yeah, sucks. But anyway, uh, when did you get into street photography? Um, again, I, I think probably, I mean, look, if I'm going to throw it out to you in all seriousness, the, a bit like my, any creative space that I'm in, I generally try and steer clear of the genre, um, terminology. I'm not anti genre terminology, by the way, either. Um, but I just, I struggle, I struggle to define um, or to necessarily fall within within that that box, and it's, just, it's certainly the same with with music. And and I've kind of uh, subconsciously pushed away from from that. Having said that, um, that's just me personally. So um, so I, I realise that there's <laughs> there's these general boundaries that that people um, want to um, classify in a in a sense like that, which is, which is cool. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think I, I just like what I like, if, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. I, I kind of, I think that, that aesthetic kind of probably falls towards my photography as well. It's like, I see something and there's a, I, I take the photo if I want to take photo, yep. you know, you know. So, uh, I've spoke to some people and one of my previous guests, um, she's also in uh, Australia, Liz Lowe Taylor. So she's listening. Mm. Hello to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've noticed it's becoming more and more popular for people to um, kind of have the same feeling you're saying where you don't like to classify uh, street photography. And uh, I would agree with you. Uh However, I think Matt. I think now it's kind of more just to classify the stuff. Well, I guess that would be the genre. So uh, I'm putting my foot in my mouth and just you know, like because like it, there's portrait photography, right? But it's clearly different yeah, yeah, from shooting, shooting in the street. Yeah. Uh, so again, I, I completely yeah. agree, and I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, and look, I, I hear you as well. Uh, yeah, 
No, and and you're absolutely right. You know, um, I, I think if if we had to choose a label, or if I had to choose a a genre, a, a, a definition, I, I would fall certainly there over, as you say, portraiture or. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say landscape because some like I think I I look at my images. I look at plenty of images and photos and and stuff, and I think, okay, there's that's a really nice landscape shot. Ah, oh, but there's there's this going on over here, or this is happening over here, and so I can call it this or that, and um and and so forth. So so I I think um I, I think I just I kind of slide in that 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 area but I, I do see it I, I think that street is probably the, the closest we're, we're gonna change it thing. And, uh, I think yeah. we're gonna change it and something you said earlier just kind of stuck with me so we're changing the genre to capture what you like photography and I'm gonna go ahead and that's the M10 <laughs> key shutter so oh yeah alright so oh yeah I'm sorry I'm just having too much fun <laughs> with the buttons uh, but no, it's it's a great time. I, I understand it. what you're saying. Um, it's definitely different, and uh, I kind of like this particular style of photography more, is uh, because it challenges you to be creative, right? Uh, and it mm-hmm. challenges you mm-hmm. in in ways to be creative where you have to be really fast. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. a, a lot of time. Well, for for me at least. Um, but some people they can take their time and and, and do whatever it is. But Capture what you like photography. That's what we're calling it now. So, um, Absolutely. I, I like that. I like that. Um, what inspires you about capturing what you like photography? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well as it's street a mouthful. photography. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, what inspires me about it? I... Um, I I think it is this. Uh, I think it is. It is that. It, it's this improvisational sort of thing. It's it's capturing that moment, um, or capturing what I see and observing things. But it's also uh, not boxing me into something either. I got you. Because you know, like I, I'm not saying anyone boxed in you can set your own boundaries in whatever it is that you do and however you choose to define what it is that you do but but for me it, it is it is it does allow this uh this freedom to kind of shoot what i see i got you so i uh, i'm really good at putting my foot in my mouth i don't like to do it but it just it's natural and it's part of who i am i'm a, i'm a question asker um, and I like to know a lot about the people I speak to, right? It's how we develop friendships. Um, but sure. what, how would you classify your specific style more? Would it be documentary or candid moments? A combination of both? Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably a combination of both. But at, at the moment, it's possibly maybe a little bit more documentary mm-hmm. um but i'm you know i'm i'm exploring i'm i'm trying trying different different things and different avenues of, of different different opportunities i guess i got you uh i, I like that you said you're exploring and um i want to 
add more to that is um, you should continue exploring as well as everyone else should uh, because it challenges you to learn more techniques and overall improve all your aspects of photography. Uh, Don't get caught up in your comfort zone. And what I mean by that is uh, just don't take the same photo. I'm not literally saying the same photo of the same subject every time, uh, but very similar, right? So uh, I'll just create this as an example. Like you're walking down the street, you see a subject, you shoot them in the center of the frame, right? That's being comfortable. Uh, So by exploring, you're going to learn different techniques, slow down, speed up, um, different framing, composition. Composition is really important and all the other stuff. So uh, yeah, everyone should continue exploring. Um, Absolutely, man. And and I think, you know, uh, in a sense, I, I think it's the educator in me, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense of, 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 of kind of just forever searching or, or lifelong learning, that, that kind of concept of, um, of ex- exploration. I, I think really think that's, that's how it's it. I think uh, now, especially with this new crazy uh, corona spike that's hitting the world, um, documentary Mm. is pretty essential for all of us, right? Especially in different parts of the world, uh, how we experience and how other governments and cultures are trying to, uh, I guess, bring the numbers down. Uh, But we can Mm -hmm. document like exploring going to locations where you can just to kind of show what it's like in this, in this part of the world. Obviously most of my guests are in different parts of the world than I am. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, like, cause your rules and restrictions are different from mine. So uh, documenting that while exploring is all fun. Uh, but speaking of COVID, uh, how is it affecting your photography now? I think um, it, it's interesting when when it all started to, to kick off um, early in in Sydney. Anyway, it was it was early months of 2020, um, and yeah, I I don't live too too far from the the centre of of the main centre of Sydney, from the Opera House, from the Harbour Bridge, those icons for to give people a bit of a <laughs> landmark idea. So um, back then I was living, I, I could be into the centre of town um, within 10 minutes on a, on a train. So um, my wife and I, in that, that first first lockdown, it, it, and it, it was a lot of sort of like not knowing what's going on, but it, it was quite extreme i didn't have my my leica cameras then i um i did have my a1 i took some some snaps um through town which was just just quite mind-blowing how how desolate it was without people around in in these really tourist uh busy locations like any busy city would be um and then that that's kind of then we moved a little bit closer to the the center of town actually um, at the end uh, in 2021 where I live now and I can walk into town in, in 10, 15 minutes. Um, so it's certainly, 
I think it's actually helped my, my photography in a, in a sense. Um, because as, as you've seen from a lot of my, my photos on, on Instagram at the moment, um, a, a lot of that, I, I think I, I don't enjoy massive crowds. I don't enjoy shooting masses and masses of people. And when I say I don't enjoy it, I, I think possibly it, it's just not my, my go-to at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I have noticed now that things are kind of up and down, but the crowds have or more people have started returning um, as restrictions are lifted or in and out. That's probably the best description right at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And, and yeah, so it's, it's been interesting. That's, that's what I'd say. And I, I certainly felt like experiencing this, it's not been good for anyone to experience it. At the same time, um, you know, having the camera in hand, there's been, um, there's been photos that we've been able to make that just wouldn't be able to be taken. You know, a, a lot of I really find arch- like architecture is really interesting to me, and geometrical sort of uh, geometry, geometrical images. Um, and you know, there's been plenty of times in the past when I've wanted to take a photo of a building, and I'm like, I don't want those people there. I also don't want to play around on Photoshop to remove those people. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of been a little bit more possible um, to get those kind of real clean um, clean shots without without people in them. So um, so it's been interesting in in that sense. Yeah, when I was a, a landscape photographer many many moons ago, uh, that was one of the things that annoyed me the most was those people that will walk in front of your camera no matter <laughs> what. They look at you, they'll see you, and yeah. they just don't care. Uh, and Photoshop's got that pretty cool function, but like you said, sometimes you just don't want to do it and you just want to just take the one photo and you should have it. Uh, but the world's not perfect. So, uh, thank you for those people who just, absolutely. Uh, We don't like you by the way. (laughs) Well, Uh, as a, as a landscape photographer, I don't know. Nowadays I'm like, please. Keep walking. That, that is true. Uh, I will have to re- revise. I'm not going to retract. I'll, I'll revise it. Uh, we do like you as <laughs> capture what you like photographers. It's just it's so long. I apologize. True. Uh, uh, as street photographers, we want you to walk in our photo now uh, because we're taking your photo, believe it or not. Uh, yes, we are. Or at least I am. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So when, when did you get into Leica? Because you showed us your... Pretty cool AE one, which is really a great camera. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if it wasn't for Leica, I would probably still be shooting the AE one, um, but I don't have no need for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so when did you get into Leica? Sure. Um, only probably in the last year and a half, to be honest. As far as when I actually first got my Leica or Leicas, I've got two now. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I knew about like as through I guess through a family family link photography has kind of been a, a hobby for lack of better terminology through you know I was in the family my my dad had a a rolly 
um, just a small, a small compact. I can't remember the exact model, but um, turns out my 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 nan's brother, um, he was really into photography. My grandparents and, and all of that. So um, I I think there's probably a little bit of osmosis or, or something along the lines, but um, I certainly knew of the the, the quality aspect and. Um, over the last couple of, you know, since kind of renewing my, my love and my passion into photography, I was just like, I really want the monochrome. And, um, you know, as most of us all, all know, <laughs> sometimes finances can be a little bit restrictive. Um, but, uh, the opportunity arose and yeah, my, my first, um, my first Leica was the M10 monochrome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. And, um, and then just in the last year, six months, I guess, actually, I, I got a, an M6. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, those, that's, that's my, that's my thing. I, I, you know, um, I, I really like shooting rangefinder. So, uh, Definitely. so, yeah. Uh, I wish, I would have got into Leica a lot sooner than I did. Uh, I think I got into it at, at the right time only because, you know, I didn't know much about rangefinders. And I think if I would have got into it sooner, the rangefinder probably would have been a little too intimidating for me. Uh, and that's only because mm-hmm. of uh, the style of photography I was shooting uh, and yeah, I, I didn't know much about street photography. So, uh, like I said, uh, when I got into it, mm-hmm. started off with, um, Fujifilm X-T2 and, and that, that just kind of mm-hmm. taught me the basics. And then, uh, I, I don't want to say upgraded because if you shoot with Fujifilm, um, all their camera insides are the same. The only difference is the body shape. So I just switched over from mm-hmm. the X-T2 to the X-Pro2. Uh, and some mm-hmm. for some reason, I just connected with the rangefinder, right? Uh, and for me, I, I say this to many of the people I speak to is uh, psychologically, I think the rangefinder fits into uh, shooting in the streets more better for photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may not have noticed this, uh, and I, I I study what I do. So uh, I, these are reasons I tell myself. It could be true. It could not. I don't know. But uh, so like when you shoot with the DSLR, you shoot with the camera in front of you, right? So if you're mm-hmm. if, if you're in front of me and I got my Canon AE1 and I'm taking your picture, now you know I'm taking your picture, right? Because I'm looking directly at you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, same yeah. position with my rangefinder in, in the same location. If now I slightly push my head to the left, it looks like I'm looking past you. So for me, I noticed uh, a lot of people didn't recognize me more in the street when I was using rangefinders than I did with uh, the, the SLR style camera bodies. Uh, and that was something mm-hmm. that, that helped me build more courage of shooting strangers because uh I was a little nervous. I wasn't that shy or timid shooting in the street, shooting strangers. <clears throat> but, you know, when you first start off, you're you're kind of far away and 
you don't want someone to come up to you and smash your camera. Uh, and as I was into the, the, the range finders, no one really kind of just looked at me. And even when I was shooting them, um, they, they just looked past me or whatever. But when I had the SLR, they would give me that weird, crazy look like, did you just take my picture? And then kind of run away as fast as you can to avoid the conflict. Uh, but yeah, so I think just slowly building up into rangefinders and then eventually getting into Leica, I got in at the right time. But how do you like the M10M? Because I shoot with that also. Uh, and I wish that would have been my first mm-hmm. and only digital. It's impossible to just have one Leica. Uh, but yeah, how do you how do you personally like the M10M? Oh, man, I, I think it's a, a great, it's just a great camera, you know, like... Um, I, I think, I mean, it's pretty niche, let's be honest, um, as, as far as like is a pretty niche anyway, but, but certainly um, the, the M10 monochrome, it's, it's got a specific purpose, but I just, I, I love, I love shooting on it. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting. A, a few people who, who aren't, well, if I have a conversation with them, my friends who, who aren't so far into um, into photography, or even if I just have a conversation with someone on the on the street, and you know, you tell them this digital is a digital camera. What, what's going on? You explain it, um, and they kind of look at you a little strange. Like, what? So you telling me this only shoots in black and white, um, digital? But you know, I I I love it. You know, um, I, I, I truly do. Um, and, you know, I, I think certainly since having, since getting the, the M6 as well, that, that was just the, the, the full circle. You being able to utilize both those cameras, um, sometimes at the same time, sometimes I'll go out just with one, sometimes I'll take both and, um, you know, I might have some color film in the M6, I might have black and white stock, I don't know, but um, yeah, that, I think working together, they work really well, but um, it's funny what you said about the rangefinder and, and, and people uh, um, sort of not a, not realizing camera for camera's sake in, in a sense, in, in that way. Um, it does remind me it. A couple of well, a couple of months ago now, I was walking walking in town, but I've got this. Um, I've got a Voigtlander lens, which is the the ten mil, mm-hmm. and it's not a fish. It's not a fish eye, so it's quite a big, wide, yeah. wide lens. And I had that on the M10, um, but I've got you know I have the, the case and, and whatnot. But it just makes the camera a bit chunkier. And I was taking a photo of, of something and. Um, a, a building, I think, or there was something about where I was stood and it was in lockdown. So there weren't many people around. So, you know, it was an honest mistake, but security guard comes up to me and gone, uh, you can't take photos here. What are you, what are you doing? You're a professional photographer, blah, blah, blah. What are you taking? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just, just taking a photo of the, the building. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not working for anyone. I'm, I'm just, you know, explain that. And he's like, well, you've got a professional camera. I'm like, <laughs> just, it is what it is. I was just like, okay, all, all good. But it was the first time that that's kind of happened. But I, I really throw that down to the, the fact that it had that, that, that chunky lens on it. Have you ever been approached by someone else in the street 
after taking a photo of them? Um, no, actually, I've, I've not. I've been... Uh, I'd say I've been fortunate in that. I mean, just actually tying back to something that you said about when you moved to Rangefinder and um, being away from people and, and that confidence thing. You know, I'm I'm still I'm still working my way through that. You know, I don't. Um, I'm not hugely confident in like I don't really. Yeah. At the moment, I'm not this. I'm not uber confident mm -hmm. to go up to someone and say, "Hey, can I take your photo?" There's been a couple of uh, occasions in the last couple of months where I'm like, "Oh, I wish I'd kind of taken that shot," but you know, I, I just kind of, I, I just put that in the in the learning experience, and 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 you know, I'm I'm just not that uber confident. So I'm, I'm naturally quite shy in a sense, which is weird because I'm talking on this podcast oh, with, no with you and, you know, but I, I think it, it, uh, it, it's a subconscious thing because, you know, you can put me on a stage and I can play music um, to huge crowds of people or whatever and mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me, but the idea of going up to someone, some random person I don't know and just saying, oh, hey, can I take your photo? Or maybe not even speaking to them, just getting that personal space, yeah. you know, I like extra personal space. So it, it's just those boundaries. And so I'm still working on that. Still working. I think you should uh, reach out to Craig Clark. Hello, Craig Clark and uh, Chaz Neal, because they're, mm -hmm. they're really, really, mm -hmm. really good at approaching people, conversating, getting to know one, and then making really good street portraits. Uh, and, you know, maybe they might give you some, some tips and tricks uh, and definitely... So Absolutely. You're, you're interested in uh, what what I have noticed from experience, and what what I will say first is I've only ever, up until today, approached one time about taking a photo of someone, and I'm not gonna lie, it was intentional, but that was you know I I just got a brand new camera and I wanted to test it, and I was new to learning how to take street style photos, and uh. As we all do, we always just want to take a, a random picture of just someone walking. Well, the person heard the shutter, and uh, I just kept walking. And the person followed me, like, did you take my picture? And I said, yes, I did. Uh, and they said, why did you do that? And I was like, because I wanted to. American answer, right? I was in England at the time. And they're like, well, I didn't give yeah. you permission to take my photo. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll delete it. And... They kind of just like, you're damn right you will. So I deleted it uh, and I started walking away and the person started walking away. But then out of nowhere, they just decided they wanted to follow me. So this person's following me. I'm walking through the town and just taking pictures. And she was going up to people and she was saying, hey, this person's taking pictures of like you and, and whatever. And mm -hmm. most of the people said, yeah, so. And she kind of just lost interest and, and left. She left. But that was the only time I ever had someone approach me. Uh, I'm glad she didn't smash mm -hmm. my brand new camera. It, it wasn't a Leica, by the way. But uh, at the time, like you said, financially, uh, it was kind of expensive for me. So. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't. Oh, no, absolutely, man. After, yeah. so. But 
I think the more you do it, yeah, it's it's funny, man. It's it, it's a. I think I think the world has the world's got many different sorts of people. I think I'll just leave it at that. You know, <laughs> and they're uh-huh. very special yeah. in the small town of Barry St. Edmunds. I I have to say they're really special there. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, but. Yes. The more you take pictures of people, the easier it gets. So uh, if that's something you're really interested in, uh, you should just not be too too worried about it, concerned. Um, it gets easier like everything else. So. But now I would like to introduce your Instagram. And you sound like you have something to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, before I continue, uh, please feel free if you were going to say something. Oh no! I was just going to relay a story from earlier today. Actually, the, oh, we where I, I well, you know, it, it's just one of those missed opportunities where I, I, you know, I think my mind gets in my way sometimes. You know, I'm just like there was a, a cool shot that I wanted to take of a, um, a guy reading a paper. Was you know. Um, but I chose not to. I didn't. I didn't interrupt him. You know, it, just the situation didn't feel good for me. But when I'm walking home, or even sitting here when we're talking about this stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I kind of, I probably would have liked to have taken that photo. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I'm like, I know, I know, I know, I'll be able to go back and get that photo again at a, another time. So, so you know, but. But it is that I, I think there is there is this sort of there's a confidence sort of confidence sort of thing I think going on with me personally at the moment. So you know, just working through it, working through it. No worries, we're here to support each other. Uh, what I would say <laughs> is just the little tip and trick uh, I've learned is um, take a few, uh, depending on what you got, film or digital. Obviously, you can shoot more with digital. Uh, Take a shot mm-hmm. or two without asking. But then if you really mm-hmm. want to take a picture of the person, because the person may be a lot interesting and you probably won't see this particular person uh, in whatever fashion they're in. Uh, but then just approach mm-hmm. them and then ask. Um, they'll say yes or no. However, so th- mm-hmm. that's why you take the picture before. <laughs> so if they do say no, you got the photo you, you kind of wanted, not the one you really wanted. <laughs> Uh, and you have something to walk away yeah. with. Uh, I, I I had that same story with someone before on the on the show where uh, this one woman she was standing in this one like specific spot where in Cambridge because uh, they have all these big tall buildings and towers and yeah all the churches and the, the architecture there is amazing yeah yeah so you're pretty you're probably familiar with the town center uh, the little market. Uh, and then depending on the time of the yep. year and the time of day, the sun creates these sharp angles. And mm. she was in the right position where she was just rimlet. And I saw her and I was like, this is really nice. I like, and you can just see her, the rim, the lighting. Mm-hmm. And, and I took a couple photos of without asking. And then I was like, I really got to ask if I could take, you know, a more closer portrait. And I did. And she said, no, but she didn't know I took pictures of her before. So, uh, but she was aware I was there, uh, and she yeah. kind of moved yeah. because she didn't want me to take her photo. But she didn't know I took it already. So, yeah, uh, just took some well, tips and tricks. That's really interesting. Oh, um, I'm going to come back to that 
if if you don't mind, because it's going to just tie in nicely. Because I know where we're, you said we're going to go to social media for a second, so I'll, I'll come back to that story. Okay, and I'll I'll add add to it. All right, write it down so you don't forget. Because we like to hear other people's <laughs> stories. Um, uh, but yeah, All so good. now we would like to introduce your social medias. Uh, we met through Instagram, so please plug your Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, whatever you use in websites. Uh, whatever you you use, mm-hmm. feel free to plug, uh, and I will upload them in the podcast notes. And then we will discuss a photo I selected from your Instagram. Absolutely. All right. So Instagram, um, probably the the one to to reach me at, which is um, at bgs funk. So bgsfunk. Um, it's the same on Twitter as well, but my, my Twitter's, you know, probably got a bunch of political ramblings and, and all sorts of things. So it's probably not so exciting for, for photographers if you want to, but you know, hey ho, you know, it, it's about the person as much as anything else. Um, I'm over on Facebook, but I, I think probably the Instagram and, and my website, probably I am in the process of just giving that a, a bit of a tidy up because it's still, it's still very focused on on music, um, but I am looking to to kind of broaden my creative sphere there, um, showcase my work. So um, it, again, that's just www.bgsfunk.com. So um, so that little that um, that tag works. Um, website, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now. The photo I selected was kind of um, um, intriguing. It's, it's <laughs> squid, squid Game. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, it's it's from the M10 M. It um, shot with that Voigtlander 10 mil lens as well, um, and. <laughs> It's right in the center of Sydney, right? So you've got the Harbour Bridge on the left. You see the uh, the Opera House creeping in over on the right, and there's this little dog way down in the in the foreground. Um, and this is the point where I'm just going to shoot back to that mm-hmm. that story that you were talking about of um, you know asking, you know, taking photos, and then also asking asking for photos and stuff. So basically what what happened, this, this Squid Game doll, I guess, I haven't seen the show yet either, um, you know, so no spoiler alerts. But um, this this thing kind of came up as, as a bit of a promo um, a promo thing in, in Sydney, and they put that, that's right in the, well, it's, it's a very iconic space where this this thing came up and it was only there for a couple of days um and i remember one of my one of the photographers that i'm going to shout out later he um he posted a little instagram story on the ferry so right in that waterway all of it's the main ferry hub for sydney so they come and go and the day before it was um so this was shot on a Monday morning. Um, I'd seen this this Instagram story of him coming back on the ferry, and basically 
Um, I'm not quite sure what was happening, but it was a big, it was a big, massive crowd. So I think what was happening for the days that this this thing was happening, there was like a virtual game of Squid Game or something. I, I, I mean, not real from from what I've heard of what Squid Game's all about. But anyway, but there was massive, massive crowd of people, and it was just ran. And I remember saying to my wife, I'm like. I really want to go down and take take photo of, of of this and what's going on, but just turned out those days were a bit too busy. And and I was like, it, I saw I saw Sam posting this this video, and I was like, it reminded me, and I was like, oh, okay, so how am I? What can I do? I was like, I know, I can walk to town. I have to go to work, but um, I can I can walk and then go to work after. So this shot was probably around 7 a.m. in the morning, um, and it was fenced off. And I got there, and there was like one or two other people, you know, morning joggers or, or whatever. This was still in um, – it was in one of those periods in the last couple of months where kind of lockdowns not – lockdown but you know it's certainly not to a normal capacity so it was relatively quiet people coming and going and I had my I'd walked into town and um I was trying a bunch of different angles there's a couple of other shots on the Instagram of from different parts and, and locations but it got to it got quite early the only other person in there I don't think he's in the photo up um, up towards it is this security guard because it was there overnight and they'd fenced it off. So this guy was working there and there were two barriers. Um, and anyway, we don't want the security guard to, to lose his job, but he was going off shift and he was like, oh, okay, guys, you can come after the first barrier because there's people slowly just coming in taking photos on their phone or selfies or whatever. Um, and eventually there's these two... Two girls who were just enamored with this. You know, I I don't know what to call them. Big fans of the show, maybe, or or whatever. But they were they had um, they had Squid Game player shirts or something. I, I don't know that. Like, but they were really into it, and they were taking all sorts of photos. And this is their dog that they brought with them, and they were you know. Uh, the dog getting photos and and all sorts of things, and I thought, okay, this is really it's quite interesting seeing seeing this because you know I I don't know the show um, anyway. So people are coming and going. I must have been hanging around there for about an hour, just trying different angles and, and stuff. I had both cameras with me, um, and uh, and yeah, so. So we got to this point, um, and this dog was really well-behaved, tiny little dog. I don't know what sort it is, but it was posing. You know, it, it knew what its job was. <laughs> you know, they, the owners have, must have trained this little this little dog really well. It was very well-behaved, and it would stand there, and the sun's kind of coming over from the, from the right-hand side, from the east, as the sun's rising, and... All sorts of things. I was just, this is this is cool. And at this point, the the two owners of the dog were back. They'd let the dog go up close and, and, and so forth. Anyway, so just to jump back to your story about asking um, for the photo, 
so these two girls, they they were there for a long time, and I left. They were still there, and uh, um, but they were getting all sorts of different angles, just shooting everything on their phone. One of them shooting selfies, the dog, all sorts of things. And eventually, I've walked around. I've tried a bunch of different angles and 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 so forth. I got I'd already gotten this shot, um, and uh, I was just about to leave, and I was like. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go up and ask. Like I, I thought, I'll take your photo. You know, I just went up to them and said, "Hey, do you guys mind if I took a photo?" Because they were both sat next to each other. They had the dog. They were trying to do this selfie. You know, you know the the, the deal where everyone was kind of contorting their arms, trying to be Inspector Gadget, <laughs> trying to get the right angles. And and I just I had my I think I had the M6. And I'm just like, can I take a photo? No, <laughs> I just found it. You know, I had to laugh. I actually think I'm I'm happier being able to relay this story than if I had taken taken the shot because I yeah I, I just found that such a str- I I thought this is going to be a given. They're going to love the fact that I want to take a photo of them with this, and it was just a no. <laughs> they That's... got all shy, and it was just like no. So. <laughs> I think that's a little heartbreaking only because um, you you witness and you watch them just sitting there for however long you, you, you watch them just taking photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's happened to me, but on, on a, a different aspect, it, the photo wasn't for me. But like you said, like I see people trying to take photos and selfies all the time. And mm-hmm. sometimes they, they just can't get the angle right. So... I volunteer to take their photo for them and I'll get, nope, we're okay. Thank you anyway. And I'm like, okay, well, your photo is going to suck. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Uh, it's just, it's kind of weird. Like people would, will go all of the way trying to take the perfect photo and someone offers them and then they say, no, okay. doesn't hurt me none. I'm going to sleep the same tonight. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really funny. I mean, I probably didn't preempt that well enough to like, they knew I was there taking photos. Like I've got plenty of photos of them trying to take their selfies and and so forth. Um, And uh, yeah, I I mean, none of them were, none of them really hit my, tick my box as far as like, Oh, I I love this shot. But yeah, but, but yeah, it, it it was that it was that thing. It, it it's funny. I wonder, you know, I'm I'm probably a bit like it too. Like I, uh, if I'm if I'm trying to take a selfie or something, and someone comes up and goes, "Do you want me to take your photo?" More often than not, I'm going to say no <laughs> because I'm like, oh man, that guy or that that person has just noticed that I'm trying to take a photo, a selfie of myself. The shame, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, yeah. I have to say this photo works uh, only because not not only because but for me I I selected this because uh, and and what I really like about it is I actually when I picked this photo I just finished watching the show so I, I was kind of okay. familiar so I saw the dial and I was like hey that's Squid Game uh, and the dog is in the position mm-hmm. um, for this particular event it was red light green light and. Uh, mm-hmm. essentially this kind of looks like the aftermath of the red light, green light when obviously like 
not the aftermath, but when it, when it started, there was just this really large open space, right? And then it, there's this dial at the end like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but it looks like the dog is about to play the game. So that that was it mm-hmm. was just such a, a coincidence that this dog's in the position, and then you got the Squid Game red light, green light dial. So very very good shot. I'm not gonna lie. I wish <laughs> I would have been in Sydney to take some photos of this. Um, yeah. It looks like it was a fun time, especially with the story of the two girls running around taking selfies. <laughs> yeah, no, th- thanks, man, and and um, I'm glad you I'm glad you liked it. I'm just a, an interesting bit of timing, I guess, right time, right place, even for you just seeing that shot. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think possi- possibly here is just looping back to back to this idea of street photography or what is it where I was kind of going, what am I defining? You know, is you know, this, this shot, I can, I can kind of come at it from all sorts of different points. I'm like landscape. Yeah. Kind of, you know, (laughs) product placement. Yeah. Promotional. You know what I mean? And, um, marketing and advertising. I'm just like, Exactly, exactly. And and you know what? I'm not anti those things either. You know, I love graphic design and, and, and so forth. So um and and advertising. So you know, you know, I, I think that, that kind of just sits sits there as probably a good example of I'm gonna go ahead that. and encourage you. Um I'm an uplifting type of person. Um you should probably reach out to the Squid Game people with this photo. They may or may not buy it from you because, I mean, you're promoting them. And like I said, the dog mm-hmm. is in a position where it looks like it's a member of the Squid Game. So that would be interesting. <laughs> I, I, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would do it. Uh, but yeah. Well, you know what? Look, as my, as my, wife, as my wife says, if you, you don't ask, the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. That's true. Which maybe I should I should probably listen to her a bit more. <laughs> we should ask more, and I'm just gonna I want to take that. I I love this little thing. Uh but okay. So we'll try to get into some more uh, photography questions so people can learn more about you. Uh, but mm-hmm. great story, by the way. Thank you for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. when you when you're out shooting, especially now, we know it's very really restricted. But we can I guess we'll kind of go back into when you were not as restricted, but when you're out shooting and you find a subject mm-hmm. you want to photograph, um, well, I kind of said that. How do you pick subjects you want to photograph? Like what captures your interest? Uh, and yeah, how do you find that subject? Yeah, it's an, it's, it's an interesting one. I think it, it it's, it's, it's just kind of... Um, Things that I'm interested in. So, so certainly, if I see something uh, kind of geometrical, architectural, sort of almost coincidental sort of thing, I want to try and try and capture capture that. Um, if I, you know, the light in Sydney is a is a thing. Um, some of the some of the photographers that I might mention or shout out a little bit later. Um, would would certainly a, a, attest to to that. Um, there's 
certainly in the in the summer in well I know I won't say I won't say a season but there there is certainly a um a certain way that the light comes through so so that's certainly uh, an in you know something that catches my eye um and you know again I I think when we if I if I shoot back the geometry for a second you know it, it's almost Pattern wise, because I was almost going to say, uh, if there's if there's a color that catches my eye, it does happen. It depends what camera I'm shooting with, or if I've got color film in or not. But at the same time, if something's caught my eye, I don't really care what camera I've got. Um, if the opportunity's there to take the take the shot, um, I, I, I sense that it's going to work, regardless of you know whether it's the color or the, the monochrome shot, if, if you know what I mean. If, if something's been enough to catch my eye, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there will be something there for me. Okay. So uh, I'm going to ask this question because I know earlier you kind of said you're, you're trying to um, build your uh, more of, I don't want to say courage. I'm not saying you're not courageous, but kind of mm-hmm. How comfortable you are shooting in the streets? Um, mm-hmm. How do you step out of your comfort zone to to take these photos? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I, <laughs> I I think it is just about space, you know, human interaction space, mm-hmm. um, because. And and uh, yeah, it, it really is that because I I think I um I I'll I'll, I'll either go hunting or fishing you know or um depending on, on what it is I don't really have one or the other I'm I'm doing what I'm doing but I, I think that's probably the the point how how. I'll kind of break that visibility cloak. <laughs> Maybe that that's the better way of putting it. You know, I like to try and get that candid shot mm-hmm. um, and not the candid shot where I'm up in the face and surprising someone that I've got a camera in their, in their face. Bruce Gilden. But the that. candid shot of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's not that for me. Um, uh, it, it's very much just trying to capture what what what's going on. Um, so so yeah, there there is there is that. But I realised that you know, um, uh, who was it? Was it Robert Kaffer that said um, in the, uh, something along the lines of "You need to be close. The, the photo you should have been closer to take the photo." If your photo is um, not good enough, you're not close enough. That that's the that's it, um, and you know I, I think that's probably that's probably what I'm I'm working at primarily there. It's funny you mentioned Robert Kappa. Uh, I'm I'm still enrolled. If anyone's been listening, I've been enrolled in this NYIP photojournalism course for a few months, and I should have been finished with it. Uh, but life happens, and uh, his he was a war photographer. Right. Like that's what he he was was really I don't want to say only thing he was known for, but he was a war photographer. And for him, 
Like, just imagine, like, he's right. You got to be close in, in war photography. You, you don't want to be two football fields away of trying to take someone's photo in in war photography, mm. right? Uh, but mm. it, it kind of makes sense in, in any aspect of all photographies, uh, unless you're doing landscapes and you want to be far away. But I guess if, if you're taking a picture of a person, uh, you, mm. you, you need to be somewhat close right uh it it just Mm. uh, i understand Mm. it um and i mean look at his image that made him famous i learned this from my school see i I did learn something uh falling soldier which according to uh history and education was his breakthrough like his most famous photo i could be wrong but this is what Mm -hmm. i was told so i'm going with it um falling soldier if he was far away that picture would probably not be as impactful as it was. Uh, you should, if you haven't seen it, you should look it up. It's it's a really good photograph, and it's, yeah, absolutely, it, it's super simple. Uh, but you would instantly understand what he means if your photos aren't good enough. You're not close enough. So, uh, fallen soldier, I see you writing down. So, just yeah, I sure am making a note of that. I will look that up. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of I lost lost my train of thought there. Riding, I can't <laughs> <No> multitask. <laughs> we'll get you back on track. Uh, but okay, so mm-hmm. I mentioned uh, education. Are you self taught, or are mm-hmm. you just kind of learning as you go? Yeah, I am. I'm self taught. Um, but I, I got to say that you mentioned that that um, that what was it? New York Institute of Photography. Correct. Um, yeah, I certainly from listening to podcasts and stuff, I've, I've checked that out. Um, I'm, I'm currently studying at the moment. I'm doing my master's, mm-hmm. um, in education actually. Um, but so that's been, that's been taken up my, my time, um, quite a bit, which is, it's been good during lockdown and stuff to balance that with work as, as well. But, um, but actually my, um, my wife got me a, a Magnum online course, the art of street photography, which um, is something that I'll be started to work through. Actually, I've just started starting on that today. It's, um, which is great. So, so, you know, I'm, um, but I will certainly, once I finish my master's, I'm, I'm going to have a look into that, that course that you're doing or, or something similar mm-hmm. and see where it's at because, um, you know, I, I think certainly from listening to you in the in the podcasts that have come before, like I think we have a, a pretty similar sort of mindset around um, educating ourselves or bettering ourselves or, or learning more about what we do and, and an interesting. Um, so I only finished an interesting thirst for it. Okay, I, I would I would highly recommend it, uh, and so I, I will give you kind of like where I'm at and, and what have I, I've experienced. Because I've taken, this is the second course I've taken with them. Um, and you can, they have multiple mm-hmm. courses, so you can select which one you're interested in. Uh, um, but it's going to start off kind of slow. And at first I didn't understand because, I mean, I know my level of photography. So w- when I started taking it, I'm like, I already know all this stuff. Why do I have to, to do this mm-hmm. all over again? Uh, and one, it, I just kind of got over it because I, I was trying to reason with myself why I'm, I'm relearning it. One is uh, it's good to remind yourself about certain basic mm-hmm. techniques, right? 
Uh, and the second Absolutely. one is uh, not everybody is at the level of technical camera knowledge that I am. So uh, mm-hmm. that's what really is like, oh, okay. Now I understand why I have to learn the basics of photography again. So if you're really, really familiar with how a camera works, which they're going to teach you in, in the first portion of the course, uh, it may seem mm-hmm. slow and you may lose interest shortly and briefly. But once you get past that, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really good. I, I, I learned how to create a better story from my first assignment. And uh, I can't... I, I'd ruin the experience if I told you what I learned uh, because everybody's learning mm-hmm. experience is different, but uh, it, it made a lot of sense. And I was like, Oh, well now I know what I'm getting. Uh, so I do appreciate it. Their courses are really uh, well laid out um, and it's self-paced. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I do like about it. So uh, like I said, I should have been done with it a few months ago, but life happens. I got this podcast. I got work. Yeah, sure does, man. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, you, I'm, I'm trying to get my bachelor's degree, so juggling that as well. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, but take yeah, your time. Yeah, great. Well, hey, look, and, and also I think, you know, just just riffing on what you were saying there about um, relearning the basics, always I think there's an interesting concept, I guess, in education, if we just pull it away from from photography or for a second. Um, I think there's there's something inherent about listening to different people and different experts i would say because if they if someone's teaching you something they have a level of expertise i think there's something about hearing different perspectives of the same kind of content mm-hmm. area um because i think we can certainly learn like even even this you know just sharing a story or um, sharing a, a journey with with someone else, you, you're picking up different different things. So I'm, I hear what you're saying as far as like, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, come on, I I know, you know, you you're telling me this stuff, I've I've got it, but I think subconsciously there can be this little thing that seeps in. Just it might just be one statement that that a different person makes and it can just really open up some amazing pathways so um so yeah all good so uh i like how you say you might hear some statements someone said um i've I've also mentioned this multiple times before uh, but i like to watch like the conversations on youtube because they Mm -hmm. they yeah absolutely like very well-established photographers who've been doing it way longer than I have. Uh, and just to hear them speak, uh, if you listen to like your favorite photographer, mine is like Joel Meyerowitz, right? So a lot of the stories mm-hmm. you hear uh, are kind of repeated because it's, it's history and, and kind of the, the questions people ask him are, are the same. So obviously same question, same answer, but there's always, mm-hmm. if, you, if you really focus and pay attention, there's always something that, someone will say that they didn't say before and you may not have heard that mm. and you're like oh and i like to write down those little bit of i call them gems i, I write them down i have a book uh and <laughs> yeah so uh, that's what i like to do because i like to apply those theories concepts to uh the way i my uh what's the word my theory 
into street photography. So uh, it works for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned the Leica conversations. I'm actually going to watch one of them Mm -hmm. tonight. I've signed up to – there's one that's happening with Leica Malaysia, I think, with uh, Ray Barbie. Um, But just with the different time zones and stuff, it doesn't start till 11 p.m. my time. So, you know. Got to get a nap in after. So we've got a couple of (laughs) – <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll just we'll just keep going, see how it plays out. I got you. <laughs> what would you say was the most challenging thing you have ever experienced in photography? Mm. I don't. I don't really know. That's a good question. I. I mean. I. I can't actually think of. Of, of an answer necessarily. I, I think probably the, the biggest challenge that's ongoing is me getting out of my own way. So a little bit like, you know, my, my personality of, of like being, being more quiet or subdued, you know, the invisible shot mm. as opposed to being, being visible and moving forward, that, that sort of thing. That's, that's probably my, 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 challenge that I, that I work with. I mean, other than, you know, it's, it's always challenging to, to deal with different external influences that, that are happening. But, uh, you know, I may have the wrong term, but is it introvert? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So would you say your photography is introverted? Um, probably. Yeah. I, I, I'd say that I, I think, you know, like, I think everyone's art or, or creativity is, you know, it's just there, you know, it's just sharing your soul mm-hmm. and, and who you are. Um, I wouldn't say all the time, but, but certainly I'd, I'd say that that's, that's an influence on my photography style, I guess. No worries. I, I only ask cause uh, I can see like analytics and I can see, I can't see who specifically is listening to the podcast, but I can see the numbers. Mm-hmm. And where I say they've actually uh, been going up. So uh, thank you to the listeners. Um, but just going back to what I was saying is there's probably other photographers who listen to this podcast who may have similar situations or feelings uh, as you as far as shooting mm-hmm. introvertedly. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But it's good for people to hear about it so they know they're not the only ones that may be experiencing it. So uh, I apologize if yeah, absolutely questions. But, uh, again, I like to know about the people and try to help out where I can. No, don't apologize. And, you know, I'm happy to share. You know, I'm not <laughs> – I mean, this is, this is the big dichotomy. It's like I'm an introvert, but I'm – I'm happy to tell you whatever. Okay. You know, I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> I appreciate that. What so I asked you the most challenging. Uh, what is the most memorable moment you've ever had shooting? Um, that's another good one. I <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if I've got one standout memory to be like I couldn't define it down to to one thing. You know, I, I think with most most photos when I'm when I'm looking or when I'm coming to the edit 
edit stage or when I get a roll of film back and I'm scanning it or even if I'm looking at it, sometimes I would just get them to scan it because, you know, you time, life. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I oh. do have – I do. I think we've both got the same scanner, but, um, you know, I like doing it, but at the moment, life, study, work, it doesn't, doesn't play out. So, um, But, you know, like everything I see, like there's a, there's a story – there's a story to it, you know. Photography is a is a an observation of the moment. So, you know, there's a memory there. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if I. That's probably not the answer that anyone listening is wanting, but it's probably a bit of a bit of a beige answer. But there you go. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I do feel your struggles with scanning film. It's a love hate relationship. I love it. <laughs> But I hate it at the same time. Yeah. Anyone who scans film yeah. can probably yeah. attest to that. So, uh, so I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I like asking a, a lot of questions that make people think. So, uh, what is something Absolutely. you learned that you think all photographers should know? Oh man, that's a that's another good one. I I think I I, I think it's actually. I think it's about just just feeling empowered to take photos that you that you want, and I don't know whether that's something that I've learned um, through photography. Maybe it's just something as as we go through life and we get older, <laughs> we, we all kind of have a have a have some of these realizations. But um, but but yeah, I I, I think. It's, it's probably it's that it's that that age old thing of like here you go learn the rules learn the learn the laws but they're there to be broken mm-hmm. you know don't don't feel boxed in to it you know rule of thirds or whatever it is you know you said it way back at the start um, you know where you, you're normally going to try and center someone in that in that in that shot, you know, and, and get them, get them there. Like break it. You know, if you see it, be creative. That, that's probably what it is. You know, um, it, it's not, it's not open heart surgery in, in a sense. And, you know, I think we can, we can all take ourselves a little too seriously, but these are all kind of things that I've just, just learned through getting older. I think, <laughs> They do say the older we get, the wiser we get. So who knows? Maybe our photography gets wiser with us. Yeah, but maybe so. Maybe they, I hope so. Maybe, I, but I don't know. Then I'll want to. Then I'll want to not be wise. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my goal is to stay young forever. But so yeah, exactly. Have you you used other? Uh, well, I know you got the Canon AE one, but digitally. Digital wise, have you used any cameras outside of the Leica brand? Um, it was Canon, so um, you know, just they were just digital uh, um, DSLRs. You know, I, I and it was in the past, so you know, I, I don't. It, it was before I was really paying a huge amount of attention to what I was shooting. As just like, yeah, I want to take photos. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just kind of base level 
models and, and, and so forth. You know, I, I've had a lot of my friends have been into photography, my closer friends as well. So often they we've been out, like even when we're in London, um, a friend of mine from Australia came and lived with us for six months and he was heavy into photography um, and, you know, he'd be out shooting with his, Canon body and his, his lenses and so forth, and you know that that sort of that sort of thing, but but not um, not so much in a way that I'd sort of go, this is this is my thing, if you know what I mean. I got you. I've, I've generally been, you know, I'll, I'll use whatever's available. I think that's probably <laughs> the best um, the best way of describing it. Oh, no worries. So, I mean, again, like, obviously, the right camera for a person is whatever you have in your hand, whatever feels comfortable mm. in your hand, whatever helps you mm. capture mm. your photo. Uh, the only reason why I ask is I, I kind of wanted you to share with us how Leica has uh, brought you closer to photography and if you feel it has improved your overall photography. And no, Leica doesn't pay me for these. I, I don't have no sponsors. So uh, <laughs> I, I just like to know because... Look, I hear you, man. Without a doubt, and I think I maybe maybe I'll echo yourself and some of the other guests that you've had on the podcast. Um, it, it just feels right to me. You know, I'm proud to, ha- to have these awesome bits of engineering and design and, and tools to, to help my get my creative vision to not sound too la-di-da about it, but, you know, just like it, it just feels right. I'm, I love coming out, waking up in the morning or when it's like, okay, we're going to go out, go out for a walk or whatever, pick up the M6 or the M10 or whatever it is. Um, it just feels it feels right. It feels good in the hand. I like the way it works. The, you know, lenses are great. Blah blah blah. And also, I'm not being paid by Leica either. <laughs> so, um, so there you go. Not, <laughs> not yet. That's the goal. No, well, <laughs> you know, we can all we can all dream, can't we? Yeah, I'm dreaming. I'm a dreamer. So when you you grab your camera, your M6 or your M10, man, whichever mm-hmm. one you decide to go, and you're out in the street shooting, how do you mm-hmm. block distractions? How do you focus on capturing photography? I think um, I think I just love doing it. Um, so I yeah I I. I I, I love it. You know, we're all passionate about what it is. So I don't really struggle to, to do that. I think sometimes again, it just reverts back to uh, my introversion or, or whatever. Sometimes it's just breaking that boundary of going, Oh, you know, how comfortable do I feel taking a photo in this situation? But other than that, I, I'm like, no, I, I like doing it. So I don't really struggle too much. Sometimes I'll have to dedicate time, you know, at the times we've all, we've all got to play that game of like having enough time to do whatever we've got to do. So I will schedule time, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, 
here it is. This is in the diary. This I've got three hours. I'm getting up early. You know, I'll go on a dawn walk or whatever, or, you know, I'm going to go out at tomorrow night, whatever, or I want to go somewhere and do something, you know, so I'll be very definite in it. And then if it happens, you know, when I'm there, if it happens, it happens, but I've, I've dedicated that time to it. I think that's probably the, the thing. Okay. Really good. Uh, I'm the same. So like when, when I'm shooting, I, I focus purely on shooting photography. Uh, so much so most of my friends or people who, who go out with me, uh, I kind of give them the disclaimer, like, look, like, like, oh, can I come along? Like, okay, I'm just letting you know, like, you're going to be non-existent because when I'm focused, this is all <laughs> I'm focused on. You can talk. I may hear you. I may not. But uh, like so much so like people, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'll still, I still want to go. And then like the next time they're like, oh, can I like, oh, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm taking photos. Like, oh, I would ask to come, but you won't pay attention to me. Uh, I told you before, like <laughs> photography, like good luck trying to be, you know, take over photography. Like that's it. That's all I want to do when I'm doing it. So, but yeah, so I, I definitely feel you block the time out. Uh, yeah. Where would you like to be uh, one month, one year, 10 years? The time is just an example uh, but where would mm-hmm. you like to be in the future with your photography? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I think um, I, I think time is, is is probably the the contributing factor there because I think you know as, as we just said a couple of times before, it's like with with age comes wisdom. Um, I I just want to be where I'm going to be. If, if I'm honest, I um, I I think there's there's this interesting conversation I've had with a few friends um, throughout my my life uh, as far as this idea of professional, what it means to be professional, and and how how that's defined um, in in any sort of realm but but one of the things that um certainly in anything that i do creatively there's this real line and and it's it's undefinable as far as where create you know you're doing it for creative you're doing it for um you know paying the bills and and i think for me, for me personally, um, that that line often can get get muddied and so forth. But then sometimes I'll lose my mojo if I'm if I'm too far if I'm too far on the on the on the side of doing it for a a purpose. You know, look, I'll use the musicians example so I don't alienate any photographers because I'm there's no judgment here I'm, it's just for me personally but I'll, I'll go and alienate any musicians listening instead so you know as a musician you 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 know you, you do your real creative projects um doing your original sort of music or, or creative 
things. And then there's a whole, there's all the music where you can actually learn, earn a living, you know, playing, you know, playing in a wedding band or a function band or, or something like that, playing, um, playing endless covers of um, Valerie from, uh, you know, the Amy Winehouse version or whatever. That's the, that's one of the real standards. Um, but you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I I love that music, but um, for me personally, throughout my my life, um, that starts to draw a, a toll on, starts to take its toll on me, and um, and I start to lose my lose my mojo for what it is that I'm doing. So I think to re to to go the real long way back to your question. Um, I, I think just just over time, just kind of honing my craft, becoming a better photographer, becoming better at, at what I do. Um, that that's probably where I want to want to be. Sure, I you know I'd love to to do a book, which I'd love to do sometime longer term. You know, as I said before, I'm working on fixing up my website, kind of trying to get some get my photography portfolio. Some, some series stuff um, happening in there as well. So, um, so yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, that's kind of important. Like, you, you do want to be better at, at your craft, at, at whatever your craft, it, whatever person mm. size it is. So it, it's kind of important. So uh, good on you for that. So hope you do achieve the result end result that you're looking for. Uh, and I'm kind of glad you mentioned the word professional because uh, I had this conversation before, and I just want to ask you if you know the difference between a professional and amateur, or at least this was what, well, I, was, what I was told. You know, I I, I think um, I don't know if I I don't know if I could answer you what the official <laughs> terminal you know the official difference is. I know what my opinions of it are. That's probably. The, the the better the better thing and you know I think I also think that kind of people individually define it as well yeah. because um, you know for for me it's about what you choose to dedicate your 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 life to you you know mm-hmm. um, you can, you can be a, a professional in multiple areas as well as well. You know, I I think, but I know that a lot of people would would say, well, um, you earn money from from doing it, so that defines you as a professional. Which I disagree with that. Okay. But there you go. Uh, so I mean, now it's kind of hard. Uh, you kind of hit it at, at the last part of the statement. Was uh, mm. again, this is what I was told. So the difference mm. is what I learned. Uh, the difference between professional and amateur is payment. So as soon as you get paid, you are now a mm-hmm. professional, right? So like you could mm-hmm. at one point in the world argue it was probably education, payment for services, and skill skill knowledge level to to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But now, if you really think about it, like skill levels kind of not skill level, but like education is kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. now uh, because you mm-hmm. can be completely self-taught and you can be very successful more so than people who spent 
hundreds of thousands of dollars on education. Uh, and as long as you get the payment, now, again, it, you're a professional, essentially. So uh, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she's a model, and she's the only person I, I shoot portraits of, uh, just kind of a, a cool friendship model photographer mm-hmm. uh, relationship we have. Uh, but she dedicates a lot of time to portrait photography. She's a model, right? Uh, and I was I was having a conversation where I was like, so when are you, like, you need to start charging. And she's like, well, I'm not good enough. I was like, well, why not? Like, the majority of your time, you're doing photo shoots. And she's like, oh, well, I've never been published. I was like, neither have a lot of the photographers who are shooting with you. But they still charge three to four hundred dollars for maternity photo shoots on the beach, and she's she started getting it right. So like a lot of people, they visualize and they have a, a, a sense of what they think is a professional, and they don't hit those check boxes, so they don't think they're a professional, mm-hmm. right? So as soon as you start charging someone and they pay, and I told her like you can charge them whatever you want. It could be five dollars, ten dollars. It doesn't matter, but now you're making money off of it, you know, you, and you're making money off of something mm-hmm. you enjoy doing. So she she kind of got she got what I was telling her, and she said, you know what? Now I'm I'm no longer gonna do free photo shoots. So good on her. I said, now you might get a lot of yeah, absolutely. You might get uh, a less amount of people that want to work with you because essentially people don't want to pay, right? But those who are mm-hmm. serious, they will. So. Well, I guess I mean, look. It's an interesting one because I I, <laughs> I I think I think in the in the uh, in the arts especially um, everything that you've you've just said there is absolutely spot on right like um, having said that and this is where I'll contradict myself as well um, if uh, you know if I'm going to the doctor <laughs> I want that doctor. To be a professional, I do not want to have an amateur doctor. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess context context plays plays um, an important part of of, of this. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I'm, I, I think I'm I'm very much in in that in that space where I try and move away from the the financial burden of of it and and also probably it's, it's like i think it's kind of going a bit to what you're saying towards your your friend who um who's uh you're doing the portrait photography for um it, I, I think professional amateur those two terms have a, a lot of a value attached to them um and i and i i, I think that's probably therein where where lies the rub for me as well um you know terminology a, a grouping uh, a, a definition for something where i think the lines are very blurred and in in this sphere yeah um there's, there's a value to it because i'll look at i see a photo i like the photo i don't dislike the photo if it's taken by someone on um, on their iPhone four, 
you know, if I like the photo, I like the photo. It, it makes uh, uh, the same as it could be Myrowitz or, or Bruce Gilden or whatever, you know. So the range can, can go there. Same with music. It's like to make it in the music industry, you know, there's there's just all of these all of these sorts of societal terms and values which just I, I think there's a there's a value base there which isn't really rooted in creativity for me so um, so yeah there you go oh no worries uh, I think you, you you mentioned a lot of good points. I'll revise my statement because you're all right. If I go to a doctor, I want that really experienced doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I I guess I I would uh, attribute my previous statement to certain career fields. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. You, you mentioned briefly you wanted to create a photo book, uh, but are you working on any projects mm-hmm. at the moment? Um, no, earlier in, in the lockdown, um, in Sydney, so in last year, early last year, I think, um, I don't live too far from the university that I, um, I go to or that, that my, my master's is with, um, and it's right in the center of town. And I, I took a little, did a little sort of photo series on, on that. It was just really for Instagram and, you know, just honing my craft of of, of that sort of thing. Um, So there's there's some ideas, you know, I have some thematic sort of ideas playing out at the moment, um, rooted around my my area, my local area and and different ideas and stuff. But um, but nothing nothing specific that I want to kind of wax too lyrical about. Just uh, just yet, okay. maybe maybe sometime in the future if we have another chat, I'll uh, I'll share. <laughs> uh, well, if you do decide something, I'd I'd like to see it. You got uh, some really good work, so absolutely, man. Look, hey, hey, look, we're we're linked, we're linked in the in the socials and so forth and and so forth. If you ever make it down to Sydney as well, you know, let's uh, let's that do was, a thing. That was one of my plans. So um, I was in Okinawa before. And I went to England and I came back. And when I came back, I was pre-planning all these trips. I wanted to hit Australia, Philippines, mm-hmm. Thailand, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So many places I planned on traveling to. And then 2020 happened. So here we are. Uh, but trying to make the best of it. Yeah. Hopefully one day I can make it out there. But yeah, if I do, Absolutely. I would definitely reach out. Uh, I love walking with one or two people the most when I shoot. Large crowds mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. kill the scene for photography. Oh, only yeah. because when you see yeah. three people with cameras, you kind of like, oh shit, they're taking my picture. And, and then just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You cross the road and walk the other way. Yeah. Uh, what are these three creepy guys doing in those trench coats and cameras? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't it. shoot with a trench coat. I promise. Uh, so of the, well, I don't know how many. You know, if, if, in, if, if it's, nope, if nope. it's inclement weather, you might need that trench coat. <laughs> I own two trench coats, and I've never worn them. I want to. Mm. I just never had an opportunity to. 
So who knows? Maybe I'll go out there in the summertime, Okinawa with a trench coat. I'd it'd be insane. I would definitely get a lot of weird stares and people walking <laughs> the other way. Uh, these are just jokes, people. Don't worry. Um, but of the, I don't know how many places you've been, so I'll just say of all the places mm-hmm. you visited, where's your favorite place to shoot? Well, I mean that's a, that's also an interesting one. You know, I, I said before my um, when I was touring, um, I, I kind of look back and and I try not to live with with regrets and stuff. But I, I photography wasn't wasn't really in my in my sphere when I was traveling and touring. So. Um, you know, I I was like on iPhone photography. You know, shock horror. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Um, but uh, you, you know, like, so I've I've been to many many places across the world. But as far as um, actually, the bulk of my photography has been around Sydney and 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 home. As far and certainly, you know, in this this current iteration of my my photography journey sort of being in the last couple of years, you know, travel's not really been much of a thing um, too far outside of our <laughs> locales. Um, but, you know, uh, so maybe I'll answer it in, in the way of places I've been that I'd like to, I'd like to really shoot if, if that's okay. If I spin the question that way. Uh, however a you bit. want to, I, I do not mind. It, yeah. You know, like I, I've spent a lot of time um, in in Germany, in Hamburg. Um, one of the bands that I was based in um, was is, is based there. I've got a lot of, you know, their, their family now. You know, they're my they are my my family. Um, and so, so Hamburg is certainly a city I'd love to go and spend um, spend some time in, get some. Get some shots. Hamburg, Berlin, they're close enough together um, to be able to do that. And then also heading up into Scandinavia. You know, I love Norway. I love um, Sweden, Denmark, um, Finland. I love those those um, those countries, the people, the the atmosphere that provide. So those. Um, I'd also throw in Japan. I've not visited Japan yet, but that's uh, on the list, and that's certainly. Um, will be a place where I will, my wife and I will have our cameras and we will go photo nerding 24 oh, seven, no yes. doubt. Um, and, and also back to the States, of course, you know, uh, New York and, and, um, and the South, you know, Nashville, Memphis, I've spent a fair bit of time there and would love to get back out there with the Likers and do some work there too. Nice. So pretty much. Travel photography. Everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, I would love to just, if I could, this is just me uh, fantasizing. Uh, if my job, like if I got paid just for no reason, like just waking up, I'm I'm paid. Uh, if I could, that would probably be the one thing I would love to do is just go to different locations of the world and just make photos. That's, that's my, my dream, Man, my fantasy. Yeah, yeah, my fantasy. Yeah. You 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 speak my language, man. You know, look if if you if you wake up and you get employed by that company, just send them send them my way, and yeah. hope that I'll hope that there's a job for me as well. I know, <laughs> I know someone you will want to hire as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but yeah, if, if you're ever in Japan, um, wherever it may be, and we're in the same mm. city at the same time, reach out and definitely love to link up. I carry my cameras everywhere I go. Uh, so you won't have to worry about setting up a photo shoot because it'll always be with me. Uh, what motivates you to continue making photos? Um, it's just my, 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 my passion, my, my, yeah, it's, it's my passion, my creative, it's my creative outlet. Um, and you know, same, same with, same with music or whatever it is that I, that I do. Like, uh, I kind of, guess I have a little bit of a tunnel vision drive, mm-hmm. um, for these, these things. I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily define it any further than that. I, I love doing it. So, um, we all want to do what we love doing. Yeah. That's good enough reason for me. So why not? Mm. All right. So this Absolutely. is, this is a tricky question. A lot of people I don't want to say a lot of people get it wrong because there's no right or wrong answers, and they, kind of, mm. they, they, they answer it pretty, pretty, pretty fast. Uh, but if you can go back to day one when you realized mm-hmm. you wanted to be uh, a photographer, like a serious photographer, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not talking about like your mom gave mm-hmm. you a camera when you were 12, but when you yeah, yeah. when yeah, you yeah. got your first Leica, essentially, because let's let's face it, like. That's mm-hmm. when we all took it serious. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but when you, if you could, <laughs> again, jokes. Uh, if you could go back to day one, uh, what advice would you give yourself? Um, it is a good question. Um, I've listened to mo- every time that um, you've asked that question. I've, I've always listened intently. Um. And maybe this is going to echo what some other people have, have said, um, but I, I think it, it's probably about just doing it, jumping in and, and do it. And it's not – I don't think it plays on this confidence idea, but I do think it can play – and I, I think it plays on this idea of almost what you said a minute ago, right or wrong. There's not really any – wrong technical technicality wise there's not really anything wrong um you know there's <laughs> there's laws you know don't break the law but um you know, you know as far as this this idea of having everything needing to be spot on or perfect and, and so forth just just go for it um and i'd probably say that especially from a digital point of view uh, I'd probably dial it back just a little bit um, for all of us uh, shooting analog and, and film, especially now. <laughs> but you know, at, at all points, you know, it's never been <laughs> it's never been this really cheap thing. It's been cheaper, but it's not um, you know, it's not free to get film developed, and it's a it's a resource. It's a thing. It's a physical thing. So. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably say there. Just don't don't close down don't close down any creative opportunities. Stressing about whether something's right or wrong, and also learn everything. You know, <laughs> like get the basics. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer in that. I've, I've got a 
I've got to remember my <laughs> my educational stance here that you, you know you, you, you know it's building blocks. You, you, I do believe that you you need to you need to you need to know what you want to do in a in a sense. Don't go blind, uh, blindly shooting. Sorry, didn't mean that. I mean, don't go blindly shooting just random stuff all the time and, you know, have 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 a purpose or have, have something there. It doesn't, and it doesn't need to be especially well-defined either. It can be very loose, but... Um, but with, with purpose, and I think that comes from from, from building the basics and, and, and getting up there and and so forth. But again, actually, you know, I'll, I'll contradict myself again there as well. You know, also don't <laughs> don't put it off. Don't go, oh, you know, I can't do this yet because I don't know this yet. You know, just be open. There is. <laughs> No, uh, I, I know I was guilty of it, and sometimes it still happens, and, and other people are probably guilty for it as well. As, uh, there is no, I'm going to say this because I can tell you from experience, there is no, I'll wait for the right moment to start this. That, that shouldn't be a thought, yeah. right? Like, That's right. Take, yeah. Jump off the, the plane with your parachute, obviously, because you want to try to land and survive, but... Uh, just do it. Don't wait for tomorrow. Uh, what I found for myself, and I only speak for myself, uh, is the more I said it, the longer I waited. Uh, and this podcast was is the perfect example. Uh, if anyone's been following this podcast, I waited roughly a year before I started the first episode. And... Uh, I just, I bought all the equipment and I had ideas and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll record next week. Next week sounds right. Mm. And, and, I, and I just kept yeah. saying it. I kept saying it. And uh, every time the day I planned on recording, it just, the excuse changed to something else. And then one day I, mm. I just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And now the first episode was only like four minutes, but hey, it was a start. I started and now I'm, I'm pretty well in. I have a lot of episodes that I haven't uploaded yet because I want a lot of people before I, I upload everything at, at once. So, mm. uh, but yeah, it, there's, there's really, you should just do it now. Uh, and I have a, a nice little setup with the podcast. It grew into something I wasn't expecting. And then I hope it grows larger. Uh, but if it doesn't, again, I started on a coffee table with a small little USB microphone. That was it. I started, that's all I started. Mm. Now I got mm. this pretty cool, uh, roadcaster. Uh, I don't get paid. I don't get paid by road. <laughs> I knew you, I knew you were waiting for it. Yeah. yeah I, I knew you were waiting for pushing it. Pushing all these <laughs> buttons. But, uh, yeah, now I have that and, and I, I enjoy it. It's something I enjoy. So if you enjoy something, just do it. Sorry, I got yeah, absolutely, my, man. And I got knocked off on my tangent. No, but you know what? You're you're spot on, and and congratulations too on the podcast too, by the way, because I uh, I did listen from the from the start. I listened to the first one, and I kept going, kept going through, and I've been been up to I've been up to date, and it's certainly you know for me. 
I, I like I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but you know this is one I always come back to and, and do keep up to speed with because I really, um, I really think you it, it's been great and you know, it's a great community that you're setting up and, and building here. So um, so yeah, congratulations, man! Well, really good stuff. Thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. You are now part of this community and you help build this into something it will be. Uh, you are part of this history, so thank you. All good, man. All good. Now is the we're kind of getting to the end of the podcast, so you probably know the last mm-hmm. few bits of what's coming up. But now, if you like, is is the recommend recommendation time? So uh, mm-hmm. highlight the the people you think deserve to be recognized that do not get the proper recognition. So um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. typically, I reach out and I do try to get your recommendations to record as guests. Uh, it just started off as a simple idea. And that's kind of how this platform grew was on that concept and theory. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I like to talk to people. If you have any recognition or recognizing anybody, uh, go for it. It could be anybody, uh, musicians, photographers, artists, whatever, whoever it may be. Uh, this is just an artistic part of the, yeah. Well, man, I've, I've got a bit of a list, um, and they're all um, they're all people I know personally from, from. So they're all relatively based in in Sydney, I guess, which is which is cool. Um, I apologise because there'll be a few to go through, but I've even kind of got I've got a couple of Leica guys, and and then there's some some Fuji film folks, and 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 so forth, but. Um, you know, a big shout out to a, a really good friend of mine, uh, Knox Bertie. But I think you've already actually. He told me that maybe you've already reached out to him, um, and you might have something lined up. Um, but I just hope that my my podcast gets to go out first, so that I can recommend him, um, so I can jump in there. Um, but that's K N O X B E R T I E on on the Instagram. Um, he's, he and I both work together at the same school as well. So we, um, we are, we are good friends. Now he is a, a it's a bit naughty cause I know he is a, a liker ambassador. Um, but, um, he's, he's big influence, big inspiration. So big shout out to, to Knox there. Um, and then, uh, who else we got here? We got Sam Ferris. Who's on on the Instagram as Ferris Whiskey, which is F E W R I S W H I S K E Y. And in fact, I can do double shoot here. Not that anyone can see this, but um, you, one of the things that you sometimes ask about um, photo books. This is Sam Sam's um, recent uh, photo book called Invisible Light, um, talking about the the Sydney light there as well. So Sam Ferris, go like absolutely a great, great guy. He shoots on a Q2. Um, then also my man Khalil, who lives just down the road from me, he's on Instagram as legacy underscore shooter. Um, who's also another like a guy, but he's, he's all about, um, he's got some amazing, amazing, 
um, vintage glass, different cameras, vintage, all sorts of all sorts of stuff. He's fantastic. Makes some fantastic photos. A really, um, he's a really lovely guy as well. So, um, so there. Uh, and the last time I like a guy is uh, McClay uh, Harriet, who's another. Uh, it's me cheating again a little bit because again he is a like a um, ambassador. I think. <laughs> Apologies if if he's not. Uh, but um, that's M A C L A Y H E R I O T, um, and I only met McClay recently up at a Leica store thing in in Sydney, actually. But I knew of his work, and he's um, he shoots a lot of um, bands and the, the music scene um, in Australia. Uh, fantastic, fantastic work. Um, so, so yeah, and then a few others that I should shout out who are not necessarily like a guys. And I apologize if you if you want me to stop, just tell me to shut up. But I, I I will I will shout these guys out, guys and girls out, because they are um, nope, they are it. really interesting photographers. So, so we have uh, Tim Suter, which is T I M S O U T E R, who's um, another guy who I'm. Uh, chat to all the time on the Instagram and we see each other up in town taking different, different shots. Um, he shoots on Fuji at the moment. Um, but we, we talk about Leica all the time as well. So, um, so yeah, go check out Tim, um, J M Ibanez, which is J M I B A N E Z. Um, also J I apologize if I've pronounced his last name wrong, but that's J Regular, J A Y dot R E G U L A R. Rob Valenti, R O B underscore underscore V A L E N T I. Um, and also, really, really good friend of mine, um, Meredith Schofield, um, married to one of my oldest, oldest friends. Um, we went through all of school together. So she is on Instagram as sound, uh, I'll just spell it out. S O U N D Z L I K E M E Z. Um, so that sounds like Nez on Instagram. She's just released recently released a book, um, which is like photo book travel diary sort of thing. They, um, her and her husband Sean and their dog took off around Australia <laughs> in their uh, Volkswagen camper van before lockdown, and they documented this into this awesome little book. And you know what? I, I got to finally shout out my wife, um, who is a huge influence on my creativity, of course. Um, but she's also she is a far better photographer and creative human than I can ever be. Um, but go check out some of her work. She's not huge into social media, but she does have Instagram, which is underscore N A J E R O U X underscore. Um, so Ricky, for all of these, I can write them all down and send them to you an email too. Cause I know you oh, yeah. might've been <laughs> writing all that stuff down. 
I, I got most. Yeah, of them. sorry. Uh, the, no, no worries. There's a big old, a, a big old list, but um, you know, as I said, the community, community is a thing. Um, and I know you're building it, and you know these these people are big influences on on me, um, and they're just really great great people to know as well as their their creative outlets. So um, so yeah. So I can't guarantee that I'll get everybody on the podcast uh, because everyone's schedule is different. All good. But I do reach out to the majority of the people uh, and uh, we have conversations. Some people say they will do it and they don't. Or, or I mean, mm-hmm. say they will do it or they will not do it. So I don't want to say. Yeah, I, don't, sure. I, did, sure. I didn't want to yeah. sound wrong. So uh, I correct myself. Sorry. Uh, but yes, you mentioned Knox. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I didn't know you two were friends. He just kind of appeared on my timeline and I said, oh, like, like a photographer is looking great work. Uh, and I reached out. So what I will guarantee is your episode will be uploaded before ours. We haven't scheduled a date, uh, but uh, he, we will we will do a recording together, too. So um, yeah. that's good. That's that, that's good. Uh, and Knox, if you're listening. Yeah, I came first, man. I got in first, but <laughs> but, but in attention. all seriousness, man. Uh, uh, no, 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 not at all. I, but I, it was more that I, it's, it's just that Knox has, uh, you know, as if you've seen you've seen his photos or when, listeners when you see his photos, and make sure you tune into to that because this guy is he's got a creative vision and, and it's, it's really, really inspirational and he knows his stuff. Um, so uh, it was more a matter of me hoping that I get to go out first so that, um, I don't have to follow up after, after him. But, um, anyway, there you go. No worries. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully we can record soon. Uh, I got, a few i've got at least five more podcasts already scheduled so it'll be a little while before i get his up uh but like i said it's growing and that's what i uh i'm enjoying about this so but we'll get him on here absolutely man Uh, absolutely and and then the last question everyone knows the last question uh, but i'll still Mm -hmm. ask it and i always thank craig clark so thank you craig clark um I know you kind of said you don't like the term, but I'm going to say it because it's part of the question. Do it, do it. Uh, but absolutely. What does street photography mean to you? So, I think for me, it, it's it's observing life, it's documenting a memory. Uh, it's it's in the moment. Um. I think I think they're they're the little notes that I made as, as far as that. I think it's still, you know, street photography or whatever whatever terminology we want to to use. Um, I'm still, I think it's still define it, it. It's an evolution for me, so it's constantly evolving what what it means to me or, or how I interpret it. So um, yeah. The, but now they're the they're the thoughts that I've wrapped down for that. So, um, so yeah, no worries. Again, there's no such thing as a right or wrong answer for any of these. It's how you feel. So, uh, I like it. Documenting a memory. 
uh, all the people I have recorded, uh, I think that's the first time I've heard that. Uh, and again, that's why I like to ask this question last is because it's always different. So, um, yeah, thanks, Craig Clark. Thank you for answering. Uh, thank you for the conversation. Uh, but now, I don't know what this button is. All right, that was too loud. But uh, if you have any questions for me, yeah. feel free to ask. Well, you know, I <laughs> I often I, I I listen to this and and I've, I've listened to the I don't know how many podcasts we at now like nine I think I've, that are that are live where I'm listening I think I've I've heard maybe nineteen or, or twenty I think that's where you were at some something in that region yeah. um, 20, and uh, twenty five is coming up today uh, as soon as I'm done here I'll, oh right I'll, okay I'll, okay 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 so. Um, so, you know, there's been, there's been quite a few and, I've, <laughs> you know, I, I often go, Oh, come on. Why haven't, there's got to be a good question there, but I'm like, I feel like all the questions that I have <laughs> have been answered in the, in the previous podcast. I'm like, Oh no. Um, so I won't, I won't shoot a question at you, but I will just reiterate um, my my gratitude and my my thanks and congratulations to you for for working on on this. I I have done podcasts before. I've done radio shows as well in in music, not in in photography. And I know I know how um, I know how time consuming it can be. And I certainly I certainly back you on that idea of. Um, this is what it's going to be. No edits, because <laughs> you, you know I've I've played the game of edits, and that is some um, some rough going when when we're doing it for the love and for the passion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can really take some time. So um, so yeah, I'm going to spin a not a question but a statement of congratulations to you for for doing the podcast and thanks also for having me on. Oh yeah, well th- well thank you for that. I do appreciate your support. Uh, a lot of my fans support me, uh, and you know I've asked them to be guests, and they politely decline because they they feel that their photography is not at high level, ex, ex, high ex, ex, caliber, high caliber f- photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then mm-hmm. I have to kind of break it down to them, like that's not what my podcast is about, right? So my cop, if you've noticed, I don't have any Leica ambassadors on my my podcast, right? So, well, assume it would be Knox, um, but like I'm not targeting these high profile photographers, right? Like that's what sure. Leica's doing yeah. with their Leica conversations, and eventually they will yeah. run out of photographers to talk to. Uh, me, on the other hand, yeah. I will not. Um, and again, so like once they they hear that and they they're kind of reassured. Some of them are actually more mm. inclined and they do the recording. Uh, and, and again, it's not mm. because I'm trying to get likes, followers, make money. I'm just trying to build a community. And uh, wh- whether people believe it or not, like we all started at the same, you know, the same level. Like we weren't where we are at now. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, if you, if I've reached out to you and you felt kind of intimidated don't because that's not what this is about uh, it's just trying to expose you recognize uh people who need to be recognized and which is essentially everybody everybody's relevant if you take a photo 
and you're serious about photography, I kind of had to add that on there because some people take a photo mm-hmm. just to take a photo. But if you take a photo because you're yeah. serious and you love photography, then this is the platform for you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mm-hmm. know I mm-hmm. kind of tied it with Leica uh, and it kind of people may feel excluded, but that's not the purpose. Um, it's just something I felt joining the Leica shooters in, in the community as as far as like, Oh, like well, it's very welcoming, and if for the people who have listened, they know like I've mentioned it, and other photographers have mentioned it as well. So uh, we probably know what we're talking about, right? Uh, and the caveat, Absolutely. caveat to that part is for us people who do own Leicas, we know how expensive it is. So um, you know, <laughs> don't feel discouraged because you do not own a Leica. Uh, just you know. If, if it's something you want to purchase in the future, uh, all I could say is save for it. And when the time comes and it's right, you will get it. Um, but, Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, something I learned in the NYIP is the best camera for you is the one in your hand. Right? That's right. There it is. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's all I have. You said you don't have any questions. I know you got another something to do with uh, Ray Barbie, the the new Leica Vans guy. So uh, hopefully that's good to go uh, and you get some really good, something good out of it. So thank you. I appreciate I got, it. I got two more things, if if you will allow me. No, no. This they're is, not questions. But there's two, two other things on my, oh, okay. I'll be, I'll be brief. I won't be no, long. No. I had two other things that, that I, I, don't be I brief. probably skirted over. I, I probably skirted over. One's just going to be a shout out. Okay. So that's easy. Um, just when we're talking about community, um, these guys um, are down in Melbourne, I think. That's where they're based. Um, it's called Low Key. Um, they, and on Instagram, they're Low Key Zine or Zine or whatever. L-O-W-K-E-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, I just happened across these guys there. Um, it's, it's not about Leica, but it is about film. It is analog. Um, and, uh, I happened across them on social media and, and whatnot. And they, um, they're a good group. Um, and they, they actually do something in print. So, which is, which is cool. And in, um, the second, wherever it is, the second issue, it's up there. Um, they chose one of my photos to, that went into print, which was awesome. You know, first time something of mine got got into print there. So um, so if, if you're listening and you're into analog and, and film photography, which I imagine many people are, go, go check those guys. Um, go check out what they're up to. Um, they've got a really good thing going on down there. So... Um, and maybe Ricky, maybe you want to reach out to them. I know um, they're always um, keen. Maybe they want to do a podcast or something if it suits, if it fits you, fits you thing or something. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the the final thing I wanted to briefly riff with you about was um, back back when we were talking back at the start of the podcast, sort of like what what kind of what what got me into photography or, or, or whatnot, where did that, that come from? Apart from, you know, the standard family sort of thing. Um, 
I think I kind of just hashed over it, but I want to, I want to, this idea, you know, I'm, I'm a musician, you know, that's what I was trained as from in school, you know, that was what the first part of my life was really focused on, on crafting my, my expertise there. But with my, my musical focus moving towards, you know, like certainly I was focused on, on jazz a lot. Um, and I, and I think that a lot of the photography that inspired me was album covers. And, you know, if, if we, you know, it doesn't, that idea of graphic design and, 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 and so forth linking with that is a thing, but certainly with like blue note records, for example, um, one of the founders being Francis Wolf, who was a photographer on a lot of those legendary album covers of blue note records, um, with the design from Reed miles as a sort of collaboration. Um, that stuff and, and also like for other, other jazz labels like Impulse, Columbia, Pacific Jazz Contemporary. Um, and so, so this idea of the album cover, what is it? You know, they might be posed, you know, might be set up, but a lot of the time those shots were like they'd be studio shots, so candid in the studio, um, a documentary or, or however you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, define that um, with like, like William Claxton, another fantastic photographer who I had the pleasure to meet um, uh, a few years back in London before he uh, sadly passed. Um, but these, and, and then linking that with with my family, my my, my grandfather. There's there's photos that I've got here from sixties and seventies of him conducting in big studios with full orchestra. And and I think there's, that's always been there. And I, I and you know I just wanted to I just wanted to make note of that because I think it's it can easily be overlooked some of these these kind of external influences mm-hmm. because I can you know I can give you a big old list of, of photographers, street photographers, and, and all sorts of different photographers that. Um, that I love, that are influential, you know, look at Magnum contact sheets, you know, what a great book that is and we look through it all. Um, but I think just on, on that other hand, these other non-obvious influences really guide my visual uh, concept, I guess, in, in a sense like that. So, um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you and see if you had any any thoughts on that or whether that had ever kind of been a thing? Cause it's not only jazz, you know, it's any sort of album cover. I know you love, love music. Coincidentally, uh, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, I posted a story on Instagram today. Uh, it, mm-hmm. I have to say it's probably my favorite album cover and it's a really good album. It's probably my favorite album. Um, Recently, uh, actually, I saw that. Was that was that a Nas Nas cover? The Nas cover, yeah. Uh, it's called yeah. the album's yeah. called Magic. It's a great album, seven tracks. Uh, I've mm. been listening to it all day. I can't get enough of it. Uh, he's one of my favorite um, artists of of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I seen the album cover and I just fell in love with it. It's clearly shot on film, and I had I seen it. 
I had to share it because it, it's just so beautiful, right? So yeah, I'm mm. actually glad you mentioned it. It's it, it's just breathtaking. Like I'm gonna look for a high resolution just to keep a, a version of this. It's it's a very beautiful album cover. Like yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's I think I think a, that's probably what. I think that's what nudged me into that that thinking and put put those notes down before because I did I did see you you sharing that story which kind of led me to that because there's yeah you know there's there's books like mm-hmm. this you know I don't know if that's in reverse but th- these are like just just seeing some of those shots you've maybe seen stuff like this before oh, yeah. um, but but you know like these are just mm-hmm. they're they're just such you know, obviously they've been edited and, and moved into design, but I but I think that's a real um, it's a it's a real thing. Even man, I was also thinking even expanding that further, like the idea of um, magazines, but but not you know not National Geographic. No, I'm not talking about that, or or you know, kind of uh, those. I'm thinking more specific. Like whatever we're into, like music magazines or maybe skateboarding, surfing, motor racing, motorcycles, whatever it is. Um, I, I think that's also this kind of just this external influence. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I don't define, or because maybe we don't define ourselves in those or sports sports photography, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but there's still an, an influence influence there. Oh, definitely. Anyway, there you go. Definitely. Well, thank you for sharing sharing that. Uh, I, I didn't want to cut you off earlier, but uh, I didn't want you to give me a, a, a brief explanation. I wanted the whole explanation. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so thanks for All that. All good. So uh, I guess – oh, I just bought my table. I guess that is it for today. Uh, I'm going to try to – upload this next episode so you have something to listen to shortly uh so once again thank you yeah, absolutely uh i will definitely contact you when when i put this up uh so yeah thanks again it was a pleasure uh, oh good ben stanton that's it boom there yeah, you go we got absolutely, it check him yeah. out boom. look his, look at his work uh follow him sure give some likes uh and all of the above um yeah thanks again sir Thank you. Oh, I got it. I don't know what this button is. Let's find out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great outro. <laughs> Give me that M10 shutter. <laughs> oh. All right. Hold on. Here it is. On. There it is. <laughs> Off. It's essentially how I shoot in the street. Turn it on, shoot, 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 and off. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Like a street photography collective.